listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, Call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship, par 72, plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. actually are in Detroit. We're in the Motor City. I'm sitting here with my friend, Hank Usman. Say, hey, say hello, hello, Hank. Hello, everybody. Hello. Now, if you guys are wondering why we're up here and if you're wondering why this thing sounds kind of funny is because we really are. We're truly in Detroit, so we got the guys down there taking care of things for us. And uh, I think Chris is sitting in the studio. Chris, are you sitting there? Can you hear us? Chris is getting into position right now. Chris is getting into position. Well, anyway, hey, the reason we're up here, okay, is because last weekend they had the Concourse d'Elegance in Plymouth, Michigan, which used to be, it was at the St. John's Inn, and it used to be a uh, famous Meadowbrook concourse. So that's uh, really a spectacular show. And, of course, this weekend is the, uh, what's going on this weekend? Oh, the reason we're really up here is the Ford Boss Reunion for all the Boss 302s, Boss 351s, and Boss 429s. The mighty, the powerful, the one, the only, the greatest muscle car on the planet, the Ford Boss 429 Mustang. Okay, and that is this weekend in Dearborn at the Ford World Headquarters. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Robert. How are you doing up there in Detroit? Pretty good. You should be up here with me. This is a great venue. You should have been here. Well, it should be here because it's going on for a while. That's wonderful. I wish I was there, but, you know, I'm trying to take care of business back here for you. Okay, well, that's a good thing. So you're, so Chris is sitting in for me. Chris is now the uh, master of ceremonies down there in <laughs> sparkling downtown Clearwater. Just think of me as your Ed McMahon. Just think of me as your Ed McMahon. Your Ed McMahon. Okay, here's Robert. Um, hey, Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, say a few words about your auction while you're sitting there right now. You can tell the uh, listeners about that, because while I'm up here promoting your auction to uh, all the dealers and vendors up here in uh, Detroit, you need to be doing the same, or you are doing the same down there in Clearwater. So uh, go ahead and tell our listeners about your auction again in this October. All right, Robert. I'll tell everybody out there that this October 14th and 15th, we're having a wonderful event at the Florida State Fairgrounds here in Tampa. 
we are going to have about 250 of the most wonderful classic muscle car, exotic, and antique cars roll across our auction block for sale to everyone who comes. It's going to be quite an event. There should be about 20,000 people on the fairgrounds property that weekend, and it will be the place to be to look at and buy your favorite classic car. And why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you and uh, about the website? Sure. Well, of course, everybody can go to our website at www.crowncollectorcars.com, or they can give me a call personally at 855-552-7696 and find out all the information they want. Okay. Well, anyway, so what we're going to do here is we're going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about what we did this week. And uh, the first thing we did is we actually left late on Thursday afternoon. So by the time we were standing there drenched in... uh, Good old Florida humidity, which uh, they don't have up here in Michigan. Contrary to what people think, there is very little humidity up here. By Michigan standards, it's a lot of humidity. By Florida standards, it is nothing. This is dry, beautiful climate. And we're over here at Hank's brother's house on White Bear. There's a White, White Lake. White Lake. White Lake, Michigan, and we're, we actually have a stunning view. It's about sunset, so uh, all you guys out there, you're missing a great view. But anyway, so we left 3, 4 o'clock, uh, what was it, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Drove straight through. Drove straight through. We split it up every 300 miles, 200 miles. We switched. And then we got here about 11, 1030 on Friday morning. We rolled into Wixom, Michigan, okay? And for all you guys out there, you listeners, Wixom, Michigan is where the Ford plant used to be. And they made the 55, 56, and 7 Thunderbirds, the Mark II Lincolns. And the, what else did they make here, Hank? Tell us. They kept making T-Birds and Lincolns throughout the years. Yep, they made Thunderbirds and Lincolns throughout, uh, up until within the last year or so. But they also made the world's most powerful production streetcar, the Ford GT. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Ford GT. How are we doing so far? Does it sound okay down there? Yeah, you sound wonderful, Robert. You're coming in loud and clear. Coming in loud and clear. Okay, well, anyway, so the first place we actually stopped, because we were whipping down this little side road, was a place called, let me see if I can find a gentleman's card, it was RM Motorsports. And the reason we stopped there was because we actually went past it, and there was a little place out there that had a bunch of, it said Avanti, that caught our eye. But then as we pulled in to check out the Avantis, we actually went and cut down this little side street, and then we noticed a huge, huge transporter that said Shelby on the side of it. And, of course, you know, that perks my ears up and they saw a giant Ford logo. Oh, by the way, for all you listeners out there, uh, if you're tuned in locally, that's fine. But I'll tell you what, if you want to run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, that's Tantalk1340.com, you can uh, see Chris live in the studio because he's sitting there waving at everybody probably where I would ordinarily sit. And uh, you're just going to have to do without me for a week because I'll be back next week, but you'll listen to us. You'll hear us on the radio. He was being and, uh, extra... He was being extra, like, uh, respectful, and he's not even sitting in your seat right now. Oh, really? Well, that, he can sit in my seat. That's okay. He can, he can sit in the throne, you know, the radio throne that we have there. Sure. No, <laughs> By that, the way, that just doesn't call seem me right. Shout out to uh, Jimmy uh, and Stewie, but Jimmy from, uh, what's that thing called? Match My Motoring. Uh, he called me a little while ago because he was looking for cars, and we ran into his buddy, Wayne Carini, who's a frequent guest on the uh, Maximum Motoring show. So here's a plug for you guys. That's tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Tune into Maximum Motoring. But anyway, um, so we stopped at this uh, guy's uh, shop here, RM Motorsports. And what was really amazing is we went in, we saw a bunch of big, uh, really impressive, rebuilt, uh, high-performance engines and stuff like that. But that didn't really impress me because they were mostly 
um, crate motors and stuff like that. But when he took us in the back room, the first car we ran into was a uh, early, I can't remember which model it is, but it was. It basically resembles a Maserati birdcage, and it was a mid-50s uh, road racer. And um, so at any rate, so we took a look at that one, and then there was another one, then there was another one. And after we walked around, there was a, the silhouette of my favorite car was uh, sitting there in the back room, and that was a Ford AC Cobra. Hey, we got some other guests that just walked in here. We'll get this guy. George, come over here real quick. Come over and say hi. We have another celebrity in our presence here. It's George from Classic Design and Concepts. Come over here, George. you got to talk in this funny little device in front of us. And uh, George is going to tell us a little bit about what he does. Since we are in the Motor City and we are in Michigan, there's, this, is, this is the mecca of the automotive world. And everything and anything you've ever wanted done in the automotive industry can be done right here in Detroit. And George... Introduce yourself. Say hello to the, the. You're talking to the world right here. See this little box right there? That's uh, the whole world. Hello, world. <laughs> hello, world. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about classic design and concept? Now that I, I'm not dyslexic and I didn't say it backwards. Close enough. Classic design concept. Yeah, right. you got to get a little closer. You got to talk to this thing right here. Stay, take it. You know. Auto, automotive. We play with cars, just like uh, he's talking about here on the phone. We play with a lot of newer cars, and the passion is really the older cars, but we make newer cars look cool. Tell us about some of the projects that you're working on. Tell them a little bit about the classic design and concepts, some of the stuff that you've done on the Mustang GT, some of the stuff that you've done, some of the stuff that you've done for Ford Motor Company because you contract out the Ford Motor Company. Tell us about the fire breather that's going to be featured in a movie this year. Some of the cars we've done for Ford was the um, 03 and, well, 2 and 3 Mach 1s. That was a program that came through us. Uh, the Harley-Davidson <clears throat> Ford truck, wasn't that your baby? No, we did a concept for it. Okay. But, uh, we didn't really get anything out of it other than a, had a boy and thanks for the idea. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't real profitable. Um, <laughs> the light bars that you do that uh, resembles the Shelby, that's one of your products, right? Yeah, light bar is one of our original staple products that we've been doing. Uh, the Shaker. 20, the- 22 years now. Shaker, a lot of retro, I mean, hence the name Classic Design Concepts. We're kind of some of the old classic uh, designs from cars and kind of meld up the, updating them to the new cars. Okay, and then tell us about the Fire Breather. What's the story on the Fire Breather now? Fire Breather was a movie car that we did. Um, the movie will be out this fall. The name of it is called the, the Gin, J-I-N-N, not the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a supernatural thriller. It'll be out in the fall, and the car plays a, a, a pretty big role in it. It's actually the... It's not like a kit or anything like that. It doesn't talk to you or do anything, but it's the, the star of the movie. It's his car, so, you know, it turns into kind of like a hero car. Um, it, it resembles a lot of the old 70, 77 Firebird, I guess. We started out with a Camaro. There's a lot of cues for the Camaro or for the Firebird, well, 77 style. But it, we kind of like to look at it and say, well, this is what the, what, if, G, if Pontiac was still around, this is potentially what, car would have looked like. Pretty happy about it, the way it's styled. It sounds like that's going to be the star of the show. Yeah, it's, it's that's the plan. <laughs> okay, now you're going to build a bunch of those for the public, right? Yep, we're going to build 50 of them before the movie even comes out, and um, we hope to have them all there at the premiere um, lined up. A lot of them, people have already taken delivery of them, not to say that they'll be there, but a lot of them are pretty enthusiastic, so hopefully they'll be there too. Okay, and now what is, if, they, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and contact you at Classic Concepts 
design. Classic, classic design and concept. Classic design and concept. <laughs> okay. Give out your information and your phone number and, and the contact person. Classicdesignconcepts.com will get you anywhere. Just um, the contact person will be Sean at Classic Design Concepts. Okay. And what are some of the other hidden, the other secretive projects that you're working on? We found out that here in Detroit, there's a lot of little specialty operations, specialty shops like yours, and they're real secretive, although we did get into a few of them. Okay. And we'll mention those in a few minutes. But tell us a little bit more about some of your stuff. She already said it. It was a secret. So. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, anyway, so uh, what are some of the other stuff? Are you doing some stuff for trucks? I mean, some uh, ground effects and miscellaneous things, uh, some accessories? Mm, not so much. Um, we've done some truck stuff in the past. But, um, oh, yeah. We're mainly known for the Mustang stuff. We're doing a program with um, Vaughn Gittin Jr., who is the um, current um, drift champion. Um, the program that we're doing through all the four dealers. Um, kind of a younger, I don't know, his his big vision was to uh, be able to appeal with a Mustang to the younger crowd because instead of them going to the, you know, the four-cylinder yeah. Japanese cars and whatnot. So he, he wanted to make the Mustang appeal to them. And like we've got a, some pretty good traction at doing that. So he's got a pretty good following because, you know, he's the champ and he's got a lot of a lot of fans. So he seemed to like it. Good. Well, what about the Mopar? Now, you do some stuff on the Challenger, too. What about that yes, side sir. panel and all that stuff that you're doing? Wide-body wide body Challenger. Um, basically, it has a lot of Trans Am look from the old 60s stuff. Um, it's actually in Fast and the Furious 5 that just came out. It's Dom's, the star of that movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's his um, his pride and joy. Um, they'll probably see a lot more of it in the next episode, but um, um, it's a wide-body. We do new fenders, new rear quarter panels. Um if some of you are familiar with the, the old billboards, uh, we basically turned that into a three-dimensional piece instead of a, a sticker. We turned it into a three-dimensional piece, which makes the car wider. I have about three inches on each side, so the car is like six inches wider. So now you can put 335s underneath the rear, and, and the car just has a really, really menacing look about it when it's done. Speaking of stars, now one of you, you do cars for celebrities, and uh, Tim Allen comes to mind. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Tim Allen. You don't have to just go into detail, but just say you've done some stuff on his cars. Yeah, and we've done a few different things for a couple of his different cars. Probably the main one when we first met was a 68 car that we did for him. Car, Shelby. Shelby Convertible, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, added a few little cues to it, you know, like the little hammer shifter, shifter and stuff like that. A couple things like that, but... Um, yeah, we've been in touch ever since. We do kind of an annual trip to Sarah Jackson and hang out together and do stuff like that with a little gang of us, I should say. What about this weekend? Now, there's something going on here in, in Detroit, and it's called what? It's kind of like a small version of the Cannonball? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, gumball. It's a Michigan Gumball Rally. They're doing a two-day rally up to the UP um, and then back down to Detroit again. Just It's, it's all... Oh, just kamikaze. kamikaze. <laughs> so what, it's pure mayhem on the highways. Which, so what kind of cars can we look uh, look forward to seeing in that event? Um, there's a couple of Ferraris in there. There's um, I'm not sure exactly what exotics. I know our our, pay, our fire breather will be pacing it. Okay. Um, Who's going to be driving the pace car? Are you going to be doing it? Um, no, actually the promoters. We gave them the car because I'll okay. be doing the Ford event at uh, Glass House. So I'm going to miss this event altogether. <laughs> the Ford event? You're gonna be, oh, you know, you're going to be at the Ford event. I'll be at the Ford event, oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to miss the, the ball rally. Okay. Well, 
right, is there anything else you we'll want to do? We'll do the next one. Do the next one? That's it. All right, so if anybody wants to find out about uh, George uh, Hussman's uh, classic designs and concepts, they can co- contact him. <laughs> classic <laughs> designs concepts. Dot com, okay? That's right. All right, George, thanks. Thank now, we got you. another guest in the audience here, don't we? Hey, we got, uh, we got for all you Boss 429 experts out there, we actually have Ed Myers here with us. If we can get Ed to come over here and say a few words. He is the foremost experts on 6970 Shelby's, 69 and 70 Boss 429s. Now, I guess he walked down to the lake because he wants to go down there and sit and ride on the on the, uh, on the the boat a little bit later. But anyway, hey, Cedric, you got a song queued up for us? We're ready to go. All right, let's go ahead and play the song real quick, take a break, and I'll see if I can uh, drag these guys out of the pond real quick because I think they're all down there throwing stones. <laughs> all right, so we're going to play some Grand Funk. Sound yeah, good? Yeah, let's play some Grand Funk. All right. Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. 
Crabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Okay, we're live, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we are live in Detroit, the Motor City. We're here for a couple of events. We were here last weekend for the Concourse Elegance over at St. John's, and we're going to be here this weekend for the Boss Mustang Reunion. And since we're on the subject of Boss Mustangs, I have the... Distinguished honor of, of uh, welcoming to the show uh, Ed Myers. Ed Myers holds the distinction for having sold the most valuable Boss 429 Mustang in the world at Barrett Jackson in 2007, wasn't it? 2006, 2007? And uh, we were actually all on the stage. That was Hank was on the stage, I was on that stage, and uh, Eddie was there. We were holding signs. We looked like a bunch of little girls, you know, sitting there holding up these little signs, but we weren't models. So, But anyway, so I'm going to turn the phone over here to Ed. Ed, you got to lean over here and talk into the phone. You that? And tell everybody what you do and tell us a little bit about uh, Boss 429 Mustangs and 69 Shelby's. Well, I restore them all back original Concours. I'm the head judge for the Shelby American Club. And um, Team Shelby, I do the judging there. And uh, family do all the detailing on Boss 429 restorations, sometimes complete restoration. Sometimes we go over other people's work and, and improve it, take it to the next level, and um, get all the right parts on it. And I also do on 6970 Shelby's. I'm specialized in them, too, also. But. So, Ed, where are you located? Do you want people to be able to find you, or do you no. hide? <laughs> no? Okay. So, Ed remains anonymous, so if you want to get a hold of Ed, you actually have to contact me. Somebody. <laughs> And Ed has an amazing stash of stuff that doesn't exist, so you won't find out about it. But, Ed, you also do Mopars, don't you? you got a couple of hands. Yeah, I, I mess with Mopars, too. I was into them before I got into Ford. Were you really? Yeah. She so it's so, so ladies and gentlemen out there, you can be cured of your disease and find hope and collect Fords. So but yeah, you had some uh, what, hemi cooters, some e bodies and stuff? Uh, like cooters and challengers, that GTX and the chargers when I was years ago in high school and then I got into Mustangs about nineteen eighty, I think I bought a Mach one. I dragged that car and restored it and and that's how I kind of got my start. Then I found the scene of all 429, never seen one out of part of the country, ever, and I seen one at a show, and I said I had to have one of them. And within three months, I bought one up Michigan, and I traded it on the Cobra, and that's how I got started on them cars. How about that? Now, you're up here for the show. Are you going to be judging over here yeah, at the uh, Glass House? Yep. At the uh, Jack Rouse's place. At Jack Rouse's yeah, place? the Concourse part is on Saturday at Jack Rouse's museum at his place. There's a tent there. It's supposed to be... I guess 18 cars to be judged, bosses. And they're boss 429s, right? No, 302s and 429s. Oh, okay. All, any bosses. Okay. There's no boss 51 that we know of yet. None. So, show. All right, so you're going to be judging just the 302 bosses and, and 429s. Yep. Okay, good. How many cars are anticipated to be there all together? There'll be over 100 bosses, but there's 18 in the judge event. Okay, and that's for the concourse now? That yeah. means these are, these are cars that are supposed to be 100% correct, concourse restored, Thoroughbred class? Uh, there'll be different classes. There's a trailer class and the 
Yeah, then there's a thoroughbred type. There'll be some of them there. And then there's a, we started a, an original owner class, too. If you're the original owner of a car there, you bring it there, you get an award. And also, uh, and we also have a class for unrestored original cars. Because that's the cars you learn from, the cars that have never been restored. There's a class for them, too, also. Tell us about the car. Now, there was a car that came up from, uh, where, Georgia today or yeah, something like that. You were working on that car. Yeah, it's going to be here uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Okay, and what color is that car? Black Jade. Black Jade. With Black Jade, for your information, is a really pretty dark green and metallic. And that's kind of a rare color, too, isn't it? It's the second rarest color. I think there's 130, 130, something like that. What's what's the rarest color? Black. Black? Uh, On a 6.9, yeah. It's really? The rarest color is uh, Silver Jade. There's one of them made. Painted by mistake, and we have it in the shop right now. Oh, no kidding. Painted by mistake, really? What's the most common color? Let me guess, red? 69, it's white, and yeah. 70, it's rubber blue by far. Okay. Well, that's a, all right, so well, what else do you want to tell us about uh, what uh, Ed Myers is up to here in uh, in Detroit? Uh, that's well, all the car I'm stuff you're doing? Yeah, I'm just taking care of business and working on two cars. I'm helping get ready a black one that was just delivered out of Minnesota. Came out of California, and that's motor car, and then it's... Uh, yeah, there was a black jade coming out of Georgia. It was bought off the original owner, and uh, another place restored it. And this guy, a customer, bought the thing from an auction, and <clears throat> we're going to go through it before the show and fine tune it. Yep. Okay. Hey, Sad. Let's go to a, a uh, let's go to a song real quick, and then a couple commercials, and then we'll come right back. Okay, Ed. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, hang on one second. I want to like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Robert. How are we doing so far? We're, I think we're doing pretty good. So, so we're going to play another song here and then and then go into break, right? That's it. That's okay. All right. So I think we'll play a little uh, a little rockin' Bob Seger. Does that sound good to you? That sounds good. That sounds like a winner. All right. Here we go. of Omaha You can listen to the engine moaning out as one old song You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through Mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go Playing star again There I go Turn the page Well, you walk into a restaurant Strung out from the road you feel the eyes upon you as you're shaking off the cold 
you pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode Most times you can't hear them talk Other times you can't All the same old cliches Is that a woman or a man? And you always seem outnumbered You don't dare make a stand Here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage Here I go Playing the star again There I go, turn the page. Out there in the spotlight, you're a million miles away. Every ounce of energy you try to give away. The sweat pulls out your body Like the music that you play Later in the evening As you lie awake in bed With the echoes from the amplifiers Ringing in your head You smoke the day's last cigarette Remembering what she said. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater, Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotaka's Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotaka's Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotaka's Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure to mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. Meet the Pinto, just born. Pinto, the new little carefree car from Ford. Priced like a small economy import, but you'd never know to look at it. It's averaged over 25 miles per gallon in simulated city and suburban driving. But it's brisky, with a wider stance than any little import, so you won't be pushed around by the wind. 
with high-backed bucket seats in front and comfortable room all around. And Ditto Strong, built to run and run and run with little servicing, little noise, little expense. Ditto, a little carefree car to put a little kick in your life. A little better idea from Ford, coming September 11th. Coming September 11th. That was the Pino commercial for 1970. Wow. Hey, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we are live in the Motor City, Detroit. So we're just going to kind of wing it here because we just uh, weren't quite sure what we're going to do. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a chronological description of kind of what uh, my friend Hank and I decided to uh, do this weekend. So we did not get in any trouble, but we hit a lot of car places. Boy, Robert, um, I really love that Pino commercial. They had... A bunch of cool stuff up there, you know, besides the Cobras, the restoration of race cars. They had Formula One cars. They had vintage Indy cars in there. But most notably what they had in there was the Viper Motorcycle Experimental Car. Remember that, Hank? Yeah. Get talk down here, Hank. Yeah, the, the Tomahawk, I guess they called it. The Tomahawk, yeah, that was an experimental, I guess. How many did, How many of those did they build? Do you remember what he said? Uh, three. three. Three of those. They're just for show. They're display only, display purposes only, but they are a legit functioning Viper-powered Prototype and motor on a motorcycle. One of jo- them, okay, and one of them, George, <laughs> just commented is in his living room. So that guy has an awful lot of influence, evidently. So, and uh, but anyway, needless to say, we were there and we hung out for a while. And that guy had a pretty cool shop. Uh, the next day was the uh, Amelia, or not Amelia Island. The um, <laughs> although Bill Warner was there from Amelia Island. Okay, so here's a big plug for Bill Concours. Warner. The concourse. We were at the concourse at St. John's. But we signed up for what they call the design symposium. And uh, the design symposium was basically a seminar that had a bunch of former uh, GM designers. And it was a tribute to uh, Chuck Jordan, who was uh, an understudy of, I guess, Bill Mitchell and, um, and oh, yeah. Harley Earl. Yeah, right. So uh, these guys had all worked under him. And one of the guys we thought was real interesting was the, and the moderator. Let me see if I can find his name. His name was Bill Porter. And Bill, actually, we were trying to get him on the air, but uh, we were having plain telephone tag. He actually designed the 1968, 69, 70, and 71 GTOs. For certain, 69, 70, and 71 GTOs. And, uh, and then we met another guy there by the name of Hal Katie. Katie designed the beautiful and the stunning 1967 Cadillac Eldorado. And uh, also the gentleman that worked on the 56 Buick Centurion project. He was there. That was an amazing car, yeah. I think uh, that belongs in probably, it's either in the GM Heritage, the Heritage, the Her- Museum, Heritage Museum, yeah, which uh, that's that's kind of um, uh, difficult to get into, but we're actually trying to, we've got some connections here, we're going to try to get into that, because that's where all the unique uh, um, cars are that uh, Cadillac, concept, uh, cars, concept cars are, yeah, exactly. And uh, But anyway, so we got a chance to talk to some of these guys, and of course the... After that, we went over and we visited all uh, the staff at Ilmore Racing. Racing motors, yeah. yeah, which is uh, it's, uh, it has a lot of Penske influence over there. That's where they built a lot of the prototype motors and the race engines for yeah. for Indy cars, um, Formula One, Formula One cars, and some of the NASCAR stuff. So that was kind of a real uh, interesting tour. Mercedes, yeah, because they were they actually build the engines from scratch. So contrary to what you see on the race cars, you'll see on the valve cover, it might say Mercedes, it might say Honda, it might say Ford, it might say Chevy. It's not. It's a completely independently designed, specific designed motor for that specific vehicle for that specific race. So that was really interesting. We got to go through the whole production uh, assembly. 
process, the uh, the assembly process, and the dyno process, and of course the marketing process as well. So I want to thank Paul Ray for giving us uh, that fine tour. And then uh, of course that evening we went and got lost. But the next day, <laughs> the next day we went. We enjoyed the concourse because the concourse started at ten o'clock in the morning. We got there a little early, so we got to see all the fantastic stunning cars. Um, the stuff that was there was really like your typical concourse. They had a lot of pre-war cars, a lot of the big Duesenbergs, a lot of the big Packards, I mean, and a lot of the uh, Pierce Arrows, which you, there was a, uh, a fair amount of those there. You don't normally see those kind of cars there. I mean, they're not, you, know, they're, they're, you often see them out west, but you don't see a lot of Pierce Arrows at a lot of concourses. It's kind of a car that uh, not a lot of those cars survive, so the ones that did survive are highly regarded. Um, Auburns, like I said, Cords were there. Duesenbergs. Uh, Duesenbergs, tons of those cars. Um, they had a special. You were going to make a comment? You want What about all the Indy cars? Oh, yeah, well, we haven't got to that. Yeah, yeah, George brought up the fact. George is sitting out of range, so you may or may not hear it. But anyway, yeah, then they had an amazing Indy car collection starting from the turn of the 50. century. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, 1900. 1900, yeah, because I think the first Indy race was officially, it was 1909, but actually, I think the first official race was 1911, so I'm not. Don't hold me to that. We actually did a show on that one time. But anyway, so from the, the early 1900s till the mid-1950s and early 60s cars were there. So it was an amazing collection of cars. One thing about the owners of the Indy cars were is that a lot of those guys actually knew the cars very, very well. Unlike a lot of cars, you know, you, you, know, you get a lot of guys that buy cars and they're kind of like uh, – status people, they know a little bit about the cars, but they don't really get involved. They don't really eat, sleep, and drink those cars. They kind of just they have the cars, and they're in their private collections, and they look at them, and they're basically they're treated as art. These guys that own the race cars, specifically the Indy cars, they actually take these cars and turn them loose on the racetrack. They often vintage hire racing. yeah the vintage race. They often hire professional race car drivers. In some cases, they have access to some of the mechanics that were around back in the day, which is kind of cool because those guys actually – share a lot of information, they're familiar with the cars, so it's kind of interesting as well. And then, of course, they had the mid-60s, 50s, 60s European cars. You had your typical Ferraris, you had your Vinnie's Porsches, Porsches Volvos, Lamborghinis, Lamborghinis, Camaro. Camaros. Camaros. Look at me, I'm getting brain dead again. <laughs> it's not a foreign car. No, but there were some Camaros, there were some Mustangs, there was actually a Boss Rio 2 or 2, and uh, some vintage Cadillacs. Actually, Chris from uh, Lincoln Land was there, and Chris is out of our area. He was right. there with... Uh, one of his customers had a 1959 Lincoln Continental uh, two-door hardtop. That was kind of a cool car, so he was there. So we, he was a big hello to Chris at Lincoln Land if you need Lincoln parts. Um, ran into uh, another friend of ours, Terry O'Keefe. Terry, if you're listening, you finally got the computer figured out. Uh, Terry was kind of hanging out with us a little bit. He's a big, uh, he lives part-time up here in Michigan, part-time in uh, Florida, and he's a big uh, Chevy guy, but he's into Vinny's Chevrolets and Corvettes and He's also a big parts junkie, too, just like the rest of us, like Hank and myself. But um, anyway, so the car course was pretty good. They had a lot of experimental stuff there. They had some show cars there. They had some concept cars. It was really, really, really done very, very nicely. Um, all the cars were very nicely displayed. They had great, great, uh, um, what's the thing that I'm talking about? You know, little, little, little round thing. Yeah, well, the, the, the little descriptions of the cars. I figure right. the little plaques that are there. So, and, 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 and as expected, the finest quality of cars. I mean, these cars are just, when they say concourse, these are the number one cars, okay? Also, the RM auction, which unfortunately we missed that, but we did get to see a lot of the cars. And the only reason we missed the auction, because it was Saturday afternoon, 
And basically, we were at Elmore at the time, so because the tour took a little longer than we anticipated, because a lot of people had a lot of questions and were really curious and inquisitive, we didn't get out of there in time. So, nonetheless, we did get a chance to see some of the cars, and Arm had approximately, what, 75, 80 cars, I think, something like that? Yeah, so he had some really neat stuff. Again, Duesenbergs, Auburns, Corbs, Kaiser Darrens, um, Cadillacs. Uh, Oldsmobiles, you name it, it was there. All the cars that you, even, uh, we didn't see any eyes that. It was a real nice 57 Mercury Pace car convertible, nice 67 GTO convertible, or 66, I think it was. Um, or maybe five, I'm not sure. You know, from a distance, they all look alike. But, uh, nonetheless, that's what we did on, uh, what day was that? That was, uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monday. What did we do Monday? Monday, we went driving around and we had the opportunity to go and check out a couple places. Again, this place is automotive rich. So if you ever have the opportunity, you need to come to Detroit, Michigan, and check out all the cars and all the facilities because there's tons of car dealerships, there's tons of classic car places, but the most importantly is all the design. All the companies that are around here, as in the case of classic designs and concepts, our friend George over there, he's sitting there looking through a book right now, um, you really need to go check out his website. In fact, he's got a feature article with him and a couple of guys in a Hot Rod magazine. What year was this, George? 08. Uh, 08, June of 08, or June of 09. It says 09 on here. So June of 09, here's a feature article about him doing a tour. Where was this tour, Jim? George? India. In India. They took some American muscle cars and journeyed through India. Can you imagine that? Shelby's and Mustangs. Shelby's and Mustangs, yeah. So specifically Ford. So for all you GM and Mopar guys, you missed out. But anyway, this is a Ford invite only. But uh, but we will do a feature on Mopars here soon, and we will do a feature on Chevrolets. We're just uh, this is a big Ford weekend for us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, one of the things. Oh yeah, let's talk about what we did today. How much time we got left, Ed? How are we doing there? Can you hear me, Cedric? Cedric, hello, 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 hello. Thirteen minutes. Okay. Well, we're going to kind of speed it up here a little bit. But uh, yesterday, what we did is what was yesterday? Yesterday was Tuesday. So yesterday, what we did, we didn't find any junkyards because unfortunately in Michigan, a lot of the junkyards are gone. So we did do the usual thing, which is we went up and down alleys. And I was driving Hank nuts because he was driving, and I was looking. I was rubbernecking left and right and up and down the alleys, looking for garage doors that are open, looking for red barns, looking for all kinds of cool stuff to uh, kind of you know rape and pillage here in the uh, Detroit metro area. But we didn't find much, so the guys are kind of beat us to the punch. So if you guys are thinking about coming up to Detroit looking for you know stash. There's not a lot of that stuff lying around here. But anyway, so what we did is we did decide to take the liberties to go out and check out some of the specialty facilities throughout here. And one of them we went to yesterday was a place called Special Projects. And I want to say thanks to uh, Scott and Tom over there. And they're also friends of George from uh, Classic Designs and Concept because all these guys in the specialty business all kind of know each other. But what they do is they work on some of the prototype cars for General Motors. And, again, they were gracious enough to let us tour all these facilities, but they would not let us see all the secretive stuff that they're working on because that's the stuff that they're going to say for you guys later after SEMA when they uh, put on the big shows and the stuff when it hits the uh, magazine. So you'll just have to read about it. And in the meantime, I can kind of hint about it. But anyway, at uh, Specialty Products, what they do over there is they were doing some prototype, prototype stuff for for GM and Chrysler, but they also did, what was one of the concept cars that they did over there? They were doing, um, oh, my God, my mind slips me. But uh, they had, uh, they were actually, they actually do some restoration work, which is another thing that some of these guys do up here, too, is if you want, since it's a little on the, they're not as busy as they used to be, and there's still some prototype stuff done, going on, although Ford, GM, and Chrysler are outsourcing, these guys do have uh, a lot of expertise laying around, so if you ever wanted your cars 
professionally, professionally restored, uh, as in the case of GM prototypes and Ford prototypes and Chrysler prototypes, this is the place you want to bring your car, and the work will get done. These guys don't sit there and milk your jobs for two, three years. They get them in, get them out, because it's all business, and they want to get it done. They want to get on to the next project. So keep that in mind. Today, what did we do? Today we went around, and there was a gentleman by the name of Harvey Lamb. Where's this card? i got to find it here. I'll find it here in a second. Uh, at Custom Creations, Harvey Ledsma. Okay, now Harvey Ledsma actually is kind of an interesting guy. He's been around for a long time, worked for a couple of uh, prototype companies, and uh, he went off on his own. And one of the things that he's most notorious for, besides building special concept cars for GM and stuff like that, is he babysits the Firebird. Is it the Firebird? Yeah, the concept, the concept car. car, Firebird 1, 2, and 3. Those are turbine powered cars that came out of the mid 50s late 50s and early 60s, I guess. And because he has worked on those cars, he's one of the few guys on the planet that gets to actually drive them, take care of them, and babysit them. But while we were in the shop, we actually got to see one of the Camaros that he's doing. He's doing a prototype, yeah, a custom car that he did. It was a really nice 68 Camaro, some really, really cool features. I can't talk a lot about that car, but I think it's going to be featured in the magazine here pretty soon. And, of course, he's another, another shop that does custom work. They were building some... Uh, they were doing a 50, what they have in there, they had a 57 Cadillac convertible in there, and they had a uh, 55 Chevy they were doing. They were actually doing a 78 uh, Corvette that they built on a uh, special, they built a special stainless steel chassis for that car. And uh, so they're restoring that car and putting that car together for a gentleman, uh, another collector. And uh, and then the uh, piece de resistance for the day was we actually got, and this was long, this was a probably a two and a half, three hour tour, we got at... Experimental, Experimental, that's M-E-T-A-L, Inc., okay? Now, I can't reveal a lot of information, but you are very familiar with their products. Those of you guys, those of you that have five, six, and seven Chevrolets, okay, may be familiar with the product, but this is a company that basically, and they're also friends with George at Classic Designs and Concepts, okay? They, it's a small town, it really is. Even though it's huge and it takes one and a half hours to get from one end of Detroit to the other end of Detroit, everybody in the industry that's very good, very specialized, as in the case of George over here at Classic Designs and Concepts, look at the plugs I'm giving you, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. They all know each other, okay? And, of course, we don't want to forget Ed Myers, and, of course, we don't want to forget Chris. Chris, you still there? Yes, I am. I okay. thought you did forget about me. We'll let you do another plug too. You know, <laughs> got to get everybody to get a big plug on that on the radio here. But anyway, so they gave us a tour, and this was actually as if we were in a mini factory, mini Ford, mini Chevrolet, or GM, or mini Chrysler, because they actually took us and showed us where the stuff starts on a piece of paper to where it goes to the mold process to where it goes to the actual stamping process, so it actually goes where to the actual finished product, actually, yeah. Because in the showroom, one of the cars that they did was, what was that, was that 32 Ford that they had there, Hank? They scratch-built a 32 Ford. It was a prototype that they built. And uh, you know which one I'm talking about, right, George? And uh, it had a show motor in it, which was a V6 twin turbocharged job. It was about three, 400 horsepower, whatever it was, a couple years ago. And um, they actually built a prototype car. It was very, 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 very nicely done. But what amazed me was the process that it takes, the time. This is the stuff that we, the consumer, take for granted. When you see these cars 
and you get in your car and you see there's a button on the dash and you see there's a knob on the dash and you see there's a little uh, little opening there for uh, a side scoop or for a vent or for your gas cap that pops open. The amount of time and effort that goes into designing and these itty bitty little pieces and then they're put on a little bit bigger jig and then they're put on a little bit bigger jig and then they all eventually get spot welded together and they get Put together, and it really is. It's like the knee bone's connected to the shin bone, the shin bone's connected to the... I mean, it's just amazing the amount of time and effort. And then they had these actual panels where they had to... You know, they, they, they take raw sheet steel, okay, 10 is probably... Yeah, he, he said basically it's like 0.7 millimeters or a millimeter, but in, in, in American terms, it's between 20 and 22-gauge steel like they did back in the old days. And they actually take these... They have these giant presses or these giant dies, these giant stamping machines that are literally two stories high and probably another story in the ground embedded in concrete for counter rage. They come down, these have these nicely smooth operating presses that just go and the next thing you know, a whole quarter panel or a door or a hood pops out of these things. Then they take it to the next process, and then it basically gets laser trimmed. So now the openings are all laser trimmed and open. Then they take it to another stamping process, and that stamping process comes down and stamps it and then wraps the edges. So you basically have your crimp zones, you know. So like, for example, if you can relate to a shell, you know, the outer door shell, the outdoor skin on a door, and then you've got the inner door shell, and then they have the little overlap. And then what they do is they've got a crimping machine that basically crimps it so... Hence the term crimp wells or what do they call it. Yeah, crimp, uh, I forget what they call it. The seams, yeah, on the edge where they wrap around. I mean, it's just amazing. But now you take, take, take stop and think about this. How many pieces would you say are in a individual little components are in a car, George? Thousands, right? So here's all these itty bitty little parts and all these little brackets and all these little reinforcements, and they got to all be spot welded and set up in a little jig, and they're done some cases by hand. In some cases, by machines. Now, this is a prototype shop, okay? Basically, or what they call low production shops. So these parts are made in, say, maybe a thousand parts runs or less. Not like the manufacturers that might run, you know, a couple million parts. These are small runs, okay? But a lot of times, for for product, for sample or pre-production purposes, they're done this way. They're done under a thousand units, and there's just a lot of time and efforts. And we were just overly amazed at how this is all done. How are we doing on time there, Cedric? Still got about another four minutes. Four minutes, okay. Well, anyway, I'll kind of wind it down. But anyway, one of the things, one of the finished product that they had was a complete 1955 Chevrolet. Now, there were some secretive stuff going on in there. I can't mention it, but I do want to thank Brian. I won't even mention his last name because he's a ghost person, too. And uh, But I want to thank Brian for giving us a tour. That's over there at Experimental, Metal, Metal, Experimental, something like that. But anyway... Uh, it was a great tour. He did show us some of the prototype stuff, the experimental stuff, the secret stuff. I can't talk about it, although I did know about some of it. But uh, it's really, really cool stuff. So if you ever get a chance to get up to Detroit, you need to check all this stuff out. Um, tomorrow's another big day. We're going to basically go out and explore and find some more little places like this that will give us uh, – we can see we can flim-flam when they're giving us tours, particularly the Heritage uh, um, Museum there for the GM deal. The Ford guys, they were, we're still trying to work on that because there's supposed to be a big tour this weekend at the Ford plant in Flat Rock. So we're supposed to go check out the, uh, um, the, the assembly plant you know, for the new production for the new Fords. And then, of course, Sunday is the big concourse. And uh, so it should be a pretty fun weekend. How are we doing on time there? Chris, you want to give yourself another plug? Are you there? Sure, I would, Robert. And, uh, boy, I'm pretty jealous you're having a wonderful time up there in Detroit. I wish I was there with you. But uh, I'm busy here putting our show together because this coming October 14th and 15th, Tampa is going to become the epicenter for classic cars at the Florida State Fairgrounds. 
we're going to have some of the best, most unusual, cleanest, best restored, classic muscle and exotic cars that the country has to offer. And we're out there looking for consignments. Anybody that's listening on the radio, if you have a car that you'd like to consign to the auction, please go to www.crowncollectorcarauctions or give me a call at 855-552-7696. For those of you looking to buy uh, your next muscle car, classic car, antique or exotic, this is going to be the place to be. Uh, we are running in conjunction with the National Street Ride Association. There's going to be 30,000 people on the grounds that weekend. Uh, you can't miss it. So go to the web, www.crowncollectorcars.com, or call 855-552-7696 for all the information. Thanks, Robert. Super. Hey, don't forget, if you can make it, anybody out there, the Woodward Dream Cruise is, what, two weeks. It's August 20th, I think it is. Yes. So, uh, as a matter of fact, getting back to the auction real quick, we're going to see if we can talk George into bringing a display down for classic designing concepts. What do you think about that? Maybe Ed Myers might even bring us a Boss 429 to display down there. What do you think, Ed? Do you think you could do that for us? Come on, Ed. Bring that 429 <laughs> down here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing we did. What was that What was that racing, at, that racing event we went to the other day? Waterford Hills. And Waterford Hills, they had this really neat old racetrack that's been here since the late 50s. It's like a mile and a half course. George Stone was out there tearing the track up with his mighty Mustang. That's a good thing. But they had a lot of small board cars out there. They had some uh, MGs, some Heelys. Some, well, they didn't have any Heelys. Actually, they had Sprites. There was a bunch of Capris, Lotuses, uh, the usual stuff, uh, TR4s, TR3s. There was just all kinds of cool little... There was a Chaparral that was out there. Did it actually run? I didn't saw that car run. Did Okay. So anyway, that was kind of cool. So this has really been a fun week. Uh, I wish I could hang out here for the next two weeks, but if somebody wants to loan me some extra change, I'll come back up here for the Woodward Dream Cruise. As a matter of fact, last Saturday night, we did actually cruise up Woodward, and there's a shell station over there. Don't know the name of it, but they had some pretty serious cars up there. So uh, that was a pretty cool event. So, you know, they got the, the hot rod things going on up here pretty, pretty, pretty heavy. So everything's alive and well here in Detroit. How are we doing on time there, Cedric? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. All right. Stay cool. Everybody drive safely. Take care, and we'll see you next week. All right, Robert, be careful. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg. WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel. And KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas.